Um, well, let's go to 1 John, the 5th chapter and the 4th verse. 1 John, the 5th chapter and the 4th verse. Let's go there. 1 John, the 5th chapter and the 4th verse. Did you all have enough announcements or would you like a few more? <laughs> well, we need to let people know what's going on so you can get in on these things and be blessed. 1 John 5, verse 4, And whatever is born of God, actually, I, it should really say this way, whoever is born of God... How many is born again in here today? All right. So this is talking about you. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Well, that's good news, isn't it? We're world overcomers. We can overcome everything that is in the world. But then you have to read on to, to get the fullness of what this scripture is saying. And this is the victory that has overcome the world... Our faith. Our faith. And I've learned this much over the years. Just because we're born again doesn't mean that we overcome. Now, we're going to overcome hell, all right. Just being born again means we don't go to hell, we go to heaven. That's wonderful, but we still have this world to live in. We still have this world in which we have to live. And just because you're born again doesn't mean you're automatically going to overcome. Yeah, but pastor, the Bible said whoever's born of God overcomes the world. Yeah, you have the potential to overcome the world. But it goes on to say this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our what? Our faith. And so just because you're born again doesn't mean you're going to overcome the affairs of life. You're going to have to walk by faith and live by faith in order to overcome. You're going to have to live by faith. The Bible says the just, that's the people that are born again, the just shall live by faith. Do you ever remember reading that in the Bible? The just shall live by faith. Um, and we've been talking about survival. And uh, we can see from this verse right here, that if we're going to overcome and survive in these economic times, and how many of you would agree with me these times are very turbulent, uh, the worst economic times, they say, since the Great Depression, and actually this is known as the Great Recession, and if we want to overcome and survive in these difficult economic times, we're going to have to have faith. We're going to have to live by faith. We're going to have to walk by faith. And so I'm titling this today, Faith for Survival. Faith for Survival. If we're going to survive in these times, we are going to have to walk by faith. And so I just want to say some things to you here about faith. Notice Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. This will be a good refreshing message for everybody today. Um, many of you have heard these things before, but it's good to be refreshed. Repetitions, the seed of learning. How many of you know it's easy to let things slip or forget? So we want to just hold you in remembrance here today to help you. I want everybody to overcome. In order to overcome, you're going to have to live by faith. In order to survive, we're going to have to live by faith. Notice Hebrews 11:6 6 says, 
without what? Without faith, it is impossible to please him or to please God. For he who comes to God must believe. Notice that word believe. That he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, faith, now you need to realize this because people have asked me over the years, they say, well, what is, what, what is faith? Well, one thing I can tell you, among other things, is that to have faith is the same as to believe. Faith and believing are exactly the same. And, and if I wanted to, I could take you to numerous, numerous scriptures that show that having faith and believing are exactly the same. And if you're having faith for something, that means you're believing for something. If you're believing for something, that means you're having faith for that thing. Faith and believe is exactly the same thing. And you also need to realize something about Bible faith. Bible faith does not exist in the mental realm. Just because you mentally accept something, or you, you, you have knowledge of something, or you mentally accept it, does not mean that you are in faith. I have met a lot of people over the years, and I've done it myself, that I was sold out to something mentally, but I, did, I wasn't sold out on the inside, down here. See, Bible faith is a matter of the heart. It's a heart issue. It's not mental assent, but it is a total heartfelt conviction. So when you have Bible faith, it is a total heartfelt conviction sellout. It's like getting saved. Jesus said that uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, what? Believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Is that right? But that word believe there does not mean mental, mental assent, mental acceptance. It means a heart sellout. And, and, and again, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I've seen a lot of people, they hear the gospel message and they accept it mentally and they think they're saved right there. But they're not. It is not until you sell out completely from your heart and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart. Didn't Philip tell the eunuch, because the eunuch essentially said, what, what do I have to do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ with all your what? With all your heart. With all your heart. Sell out to Him completely. One thing I've noticed about people that, that mentally accept Jesus is their, their lives never change. They continue to practice sin. But when you sell out to Jesus, when you have Bible faith and you just sell out to Him completely from your heart, then your life will change, you see. And so you need to realize that also, too, notice, faith is what pleases God. How many of you want to please God? It takes faith to please God. It takes faith to please God. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Faith is what pleases God. Let me say this to you. Faith is what moves God. Did you know I've never gotten God to move for, for me one time by crying and having a pity party? I've never got Him to move one time for me. Uh, 
I've never got God to move for me because I had needs. I've only gotten God to move on my behalf when I've had faith. It takes faith to get God to move. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is what moves God. Faith is what we use to tap into God's great reservoir of provision. How many of you know that God has a great reservoir of provision? He has a great reservoir of provision. You know what a reservoir is, don't you? He has a great reservoir of provision. Is it the will of God for anybody to go hungry? No. Is it the will of God for you to be in lack and and poverty? No. He has a great reservoir of provision, but the only way that you or I are going to be able to tap into that reservoir is through faith. Let me put it this way. Faith is what receives from God. Faith is what receives from God. Faith is what receives from God. Whatever it is that you need here today... Whatever it is that you need from God today, the only way you're going to be able to receive that is through faith or believing Him. Now notice Romans 10, 17. Let's turn there. Romans 10, 17. Let's turn there. Romans 10, 17. Let's look at where faith begins. Faith, where does it, how does it, how does the process of faith begin? Well, notice Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by what? By what? By hearing, and hearing by the what? The Word of God. That's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Hearing and hearing the Word of God. I like what one minister said. He said it this way. He said, Faith begins... Where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You see, if, uh, if you think that God wants you to be sick, and you think that, that, that God's perfect will is for you to be sick, then there's no possible way that you can have faith to receive healing. You understand that? But if you've gone into the Bible and you have searched the scriptures and you have found unequivocally that God wants you well, that he wants you healed, and you hear that, whether it's a preacher preaching it or you've read it, you know, and and that word comes to you, the word of God comes to you that God wants you well. Now, once you hear that word, now you have an opportunity to be in faith. What does it mean to be in faith? It means to believe God. When you hear the word of God, you're either going to believe it or you're not. You're either going to believe it or you're not. When you hear the word of God, you're either going to believe it or you're not. Now, if you believe the word of God, then you're in faith. If you don't believe the word of God, then we would say you're in doubt. Now, doubt does not receive from God. I'll say it this way. Doubt tends to activate the devil. When you see somebody that's in doubt or unbelief, I'll tell you this much too, there's fear that goes along with that. Fear is a companion of doubt and unbelief. 
But when you hear the word of God and you believe it, I've, I've watched this, I've learned this. When you hear the word of God and you believe it, you have faith, there's a confidence that comes. There's a, con- there's a boldness that comes. You, people that are, that are in faith and are believing God, though fear presents itself to them, fear will present itself to them. They don't, they don't move in fear and they're not bound by fear. There's a boldness and a confidence that overcomes them. Can you say amen? Now, look at Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the second verse. Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the second verse. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, you have the opportunity to believe it. You have the opportunity to have faith. But now look at Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the second verse. This is talking about the Israelites in the wilderness. Notice, for indeed, Hebrews 4 and 2, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Is it possible to hear the word of God and not be profited at all? Certainly it is. The word which they heard. See, when you hear the word of God, you have the opportunity to believe it or not. The word which they heard did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with what? With faith in those who heard it. The word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So you can hear the word of God, and if you don't mix it with faith, if you don't have faith, if you don't believe the word of God, then it's not going to profit you. It's not going to do you any good. And then I like verse 3. We'll just read verse 3 since we're right here. For we who have believed... Now, what does it mean to believe? It means to have faith, doesn't it? For we who have believed or we who have faith do enter what? Do enter into rest. One thing I can tell you about somebody that, that has faith is that there's a rest about them. There's a rest about them. I said there's a rest about them. There's a rest. There's a peace. If somebody's really in faith, then there's a peace about them. But notice, here's a group of people that heard the word of God and it didn't profit them. Why? Because they didn't believe it. It wasn't mixed with faith. Now let's look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let's go there. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. For a Bible definition of faith, I already told you that faith and believing is the same thing. But let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. This is kind of like, how many of you like a good, refreshing glass of milk? So these are just some, you know, there's the milk of the word and the meat of the word. I'm teaching you milk this morning. This is milk. These are elementary things, okay? But how many of you like a good glass of milk every once in a while? Nice, cold glass of milk. Well, it's refreshing. This will do you good. Amen. I like a glass of milk. Amen. Praise God. Well, anyway. So when you hear the word of God, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right. So when you hear the word of God, you have the opportunity to be in faith. Is it possible to hear the word of God and it do you no good? Yes. It's possible to hear the word of God and it do you no good. If you don't mix it with faith. 
Now notice in Hebrews 11.1, 1, let's look at this in the Amplified Bible. Let's look at this in the Amplified Bible. Now faith, now faith is the assurance. Well, well let's read it in the, King, or in the New King James first. Let's read it in New King James first. Faith is the, this is the New King James. Let's go to the New King James. I want you to get this. There you go. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now that's a real, that's really good. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now let's look at it in the Amplified Bible and it'll amplify it for you. Faith, what is faith? When you hear the word of God, you're either going to have faith or you're not. Notice, faith is... The assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Well, when you read the Word of God, it produces hope, doesn't it? If you're sick, you read the Word of God and you see that God has healing for you, you see that, that'll produce hope in you, won't it? If you need finances, you need, you need provision... You're in, you're in lack, you know. You need a job or something like that, you know. You're reading the Word of God that God wants you, has a, you know, he wants you to work, has a job for you, has financial provision for you. That produces hope, doesn't it? Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Faith, you see, that's what faith is. It's an assurance. It's a confirmation. It's a title deed. Now, if you've got a title deed to something, that means you own it, Correct? It's a title deed of the things we hope for. Well, notice, being the proof, the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now, of all the versions... That, I think, brings out the definition of faith better than any of them. The Amplified Bible here. Let, let's just camp on this here a little bit. How many of you would agree with me a little said and remembered is better than a lot spoken quickly forgot? But let's get this here. Faith is the assurance. The I like that title deed. You see, you hear the word of God and, and, and on provision or on healing. You see it's the will of God for you to be provided for. You see it's the will of God for you to be healed. Well, you see, when you hear the word of God, let's just take healing, for example. And there's sickness in your body and you hear the word of God that God wants you well, that produces hope. That's a future. Hey, I can be well. I can be well. What does faith do? Faith grabs hold of that Bible truth of healing, faith says I have it, look at that first word up there, faith says I have my healing when? When? Now. Now, now right here is where most people miss it on the subject of faith. Right here is where most people, this is why most people don't ever receive from God. Is right, right here, I'm going to get down here, I want to be sure you get this. Now listen to me, right here is where most people miss it. This is where I've missed it. Alright? If you've got sickness in your body, you read the Bible, it says that Jesus bore your sickness, carried your disease, by His stripes, you're what? You're healed. Now, so there's sickness in your body, 
You understand that? You read the scripture that says God has provided healing for you. So you read that and that produces hope. But what does faith do? Faith says, I have my healing when? Now. Now. You see, you get your healing most most of the time. Because we've laid hands on into the thousands of people over the years. And we've gotten hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them healed. Hadn't got everybody healed, but we've got a lot of them healed. Most of the time where we've gotten people healed is when we prayed and we believed God, we didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel a thing when I prayed for them. They didn't feel a thing when I prayed for them. There was no, no goosebumps, no nothing. Didn't feel a thing. But just simply the fact that the Word of God said that healing was available for them and just the simple fact that they believed that and they said, I've got my healing when? I've got it now. Yeah, but, it, but, but I don't feel any different. It doesn't look any different. Well, what, is, what does it say here? Look at the bottom there. Look at the faith perceiving as what? Real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. See, healing is provided for us so we grab a hold of that in the word of God where it says that by his by Jesus stripes we're healed we see that in the word of God and and we you know how you take a hold of something in the spiritual realm you believe it you have faith and you believe God that that bible reality of healing is mine when right now here's where people fall down but i don't feel it I don't smell it. I don't sense it. Well, see, that has nothing in the world to do with faith right there. If you need to see it, if you need to feel it, then you're not going to be able to receive from God. Did you get that? Did you get that? See, maybe you came here today and you don't have a job. We're going to, before we leave here today, we're going to have a congregational prayer. We're going to believe God for you a job. And you know when you're going to leave with your job? You're going to leave here with your job. I said you're going to leave here with your job. Yeah, but, but wait a minute. Don't I have to go out there? Yeah, you have to go out there and, and, and find it all right. But when do you receive it? When do you get it? You get it when? Now, and this is what freaks people out. And this is why people can't receive from God. Because they've never understood this. We're going to look at a scripture in just a moment. It says, when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have. But when, when do you actually believe you receive it? Right now. So when do you have it? Right now. When does it come into physical manifestation? Somewhere down the road. Now, there's been some times where we've prayed for some people, you know. And they were instantly healed right on the spot. But that's the exception and not the rule. Most of the time, we've, we've prayed, we've believed, and when we, when we believed, we received, we didn't feel or, or sense a blasted thing, but that's when we got the healing. I've had people come back with doctor's reports, jumping up and down, been healed, been healed, been, you know, and, and we prayed for them. The one lady, I'll never forget it, we prayed for her on a, on a Sunday morning, and about three weeks later, she came back with a doctor's report, just all excited, you know. 
But you see with her, when did she get healed? She didn't get healed when she got the doctor's report. She got healed right here standing on this floor when we prayed for her and we didn't feel a blasted thing. And that freaks people out. That's why most people can't receive from God is because they've never got a hold of this. When, it, when is faith? When is faith? When, when? It's now. I like to say this. Hope is future. When is faith? It's right now. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. See, you can have your healing. You can have the title deed to your healing right here this morning, and you can leave, and in the natural, you can be sicker than a dog. But, when, but you have your healing because your faith is your title deed to it. Did, did you get that? You can leave here this morning and, and, and in the natural you don't have a job, but you can leave here with a job you, that, because you can see in the Word of God that God wants you to work and He has a job for you and you can believe you receive that job right here this morning. Praise God. When do, you, when do you have your job then? You have it when? Right now. And then you go out you look for it you find it, you see. Did you hear me? That's one reason people go out and look for a job many times and they can't find one because they, they hadn't believed they received it. Now, you can believe you receive your job and if you don't put action to your faith, it's not going to do you any good, as we'll see. But when is faith? Faith is when? Now, it's the, it's, look, it's the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see. You see that? Being the proof of things we do not see. Being the proof of things we do not see. That's why faith people are so misunderstood by the world. And, and, and other Christians who haven't been taught about faith. is because, you see, our faith is the proof of things we do not see. Remember over in the book of Romans, the Bible says that God calls those things which be not as though they are. And when you start living by faith and you start operating the principles of faith, get ready for the world and even Christians who don't understand faith to make fun of you. And they will. But you just smile and just go right on. Amen? What is faith? It's the proof of things we do not see. And the what? The conviction of their reality. And the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact. What is faith? It perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the what? To the senses. Well, you ought to get you that and meditate on that. Amen? Now, notice if you would... Let's go to Mark 11, because it hooks right in here with this. Mark 11, 22. Let's go there. Oh, if you can grab a hold of this message, I tell you, it'll turn your life around. It'll turn your life around. Jesus answered and said to them, Mark 11, 22, have faith in God. And we need to have faith in God. And one version says, have the God kind of faith. Now notice, we're going to see how faith operates here. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed 
and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt where? Doubt in his heart. See, did we talk to you a while ago about believing in your heart? You can doubt in your heart too, can't you? So whoever says to this mountain, what mountain are you facing this morning? Is it a mountain of dead? Is it a mountain of lack? What is it? A mountain of sickness? What is it? Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt where in his heart but believes and where do you think that believing needs to take place in the heart but believes in his heart but believes we could say in his heart that those things which he says will be done he will have whatever he says. That's a powerful verse right there. Now you need to also realize that uh, what we say really makes a big difference in our life. And I could stand here from now for about three hours and not exhaust all the scriptures that talk about how important our confession is. We need, the Bible talks about we need to order our confession aright. Well, if your confession can be ordered aright, it can be ordered wrong. Is that right? Doesn't the Bible say life and death are in the power of the what? The tongue. And we could go on and on and on. And I'll tell you right now, and if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down, because I'm not going to get heavily into it this morning, but I want to say this to you, that, that when you believe God, does that mean that, that you're in faith? You hear the word of God, you believe it. You're in faith. Do you realize that your faith has to be released for it to do you any good? It, think about this. Let's say that you have a, somebody that's a sinner. They're lost. They're on their way to hell. They, you know, and they hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And they hear that, that Jesus died for them, was buried, rose again. And, and they believe that. Well, they're in faith right there, aren't they? But for that faith to do them any good, the Bible says they have to do what? They have to confess Him as their Lord. Is that right? Over in the book of John, it talks about people who heard about Jesus and they believed on Him, but they would not confess Him because they were afraid they'd be put out of the synagogue and they they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. See, for your faith to do you any good, when when you believe God, you're going to have to release that faith. And remember, we've taught you, but I'll say it again. How do you release your faith? Through words and or actions. Do you remember over in the book of uh, Acts, the apostle Paul was preaching in that certain place? And remember, there was a man there who who, who was crippled in his feet. Do you remember that? And, And the Bible says that that man heard Paul speaking. Remember that? I believe Paul was probably teaching on, certainly on Jesus, probably saying some things about healing. And the Bible says that Paul perceived that that man had faith. He had faith to be healed, but yet that man was sitting there just as crippled as he ever was. And then the Bible says, Paul said to him with a loud voice, say loud voice. So the loud voice, stand up on your, your feet. And remember the Bible says that guy, what did he do? He leaped and he walked. 
But you see, Paul had to get that guy to release his faith. And you release your faith with words and or actions, you see. Now look right here. Let's read verse 23 again. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now look at verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, you ought to highlight that in your Bible. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you, King James says, desire. New King James says, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You know what? I know Christians that have been saved longer than I've been alive. And they still, and they've heard that verse thousands of times and they still hadn't got it. Let's get it here. Whatsoever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When do you believe you receive them? Now tell me, when do you believe you receive them? When you pray, right now. Is that right? And you will have them. Did you, do you believe that? or Am I the only one here who believes that? How many believes that? Now you believe that? When, when do you believe that you receive? When you pray. When do you have it? You have it right now. When does it come into physical manifestation at some future point? Could be, it could be instant, it could be instant, but most of the time it takes some time. Now then, look at this. What things soever you desire, whatever things you ask... Now, here's something else that you need to get a hold of. Hold, hold your place there, but look real quickly at John 15 and 5. John 15 and 5. One reason that that verse, verse 24, doesn't work for people is because they're asking for things that are out of line with the Word of God. Did you get what I just said? Now, if you're asking for things that are out of line with the Word of God, that verse isn't going to work for you. You've got to be asking for things in line with the Word of God. Notice John 15 and 5. John 15, I, I, no, I think it's verse 7. I think it's verse 7. I, yeah, verse 7. If you abide in me, where do you have to abide? Where do you have to dwell? In Jesus and in His Word. And then my words, His words abide where? In you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You see, one reason that Mark eleven twenty four doesn't work for people, one reason, is because people are asking God for things that are outside of His Word. Dear friends, we need to get into the Word of God and we need to find out what it is God wants for us and then we can pray for those things. And when we pray for those things, we can believe that we receive them. And then they will come to pass. Can, can you say amen? amen? Now, 
let's do this as an exercise, rather than me just teaching you, let's, let's ex- do an exercise here. Let's just say that you're believing God for a job. Or you're believing God for a different job or a different work situation. Here's what you can do. Go to 2 Thessalonians, the third chapter and the 10th verse. What you do if you're believing God, and we could use, we could use a sickness, we could do this over in the area of sickness, disease, healing, we could do that, but let's do a job situation because we're talking about provision. Let's go into the Word of God and let's see if we can find that it's the will of God for us to have a job. Look at 2 Thessalonians 3.10. Do you have that? For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he what? So would you agree just from that one scripture that God wants us to work? So we've got scripture on it. Now we could read on. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Well, we could talk about that for a while, but let's go on. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in, that they what? They what? They work in quietness and eat with, eat their own bread. So can we conclude from this scripture that it's the will of God for you to have a good job? All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to put Mark 11.24 into practice here. Because there are some people here that, that you're looking for a job. You need a job. There are other people here that you have a job, but it's not, it's not the job that you know you're supposed to have. It's not the job that you know that, that God has for you. Well, you know, God can turn some things around. I said, God can turn some things around. I said, God can turn some things around. Can you say amen? I said, God can move some things around. God can turn some things around. God can do what we can't do. Amen? And we, so, so we have the word of God that he wants us to have a good job. So what we're going to do is is we're going to pray and we're going to believe God for whatever it is you need, particularly for a job. And then once we pray and believe, when do you have your job? You have it when? Now. But then guess what? Go to James 2.17. Go to James 2.17. Now I'm doing this this morning at the direction of the Spirit of God. This is what He wanted me to do. Because he wants to turn some things around for some of you. For all of us, really. He wants to move some things around. He wants to make some changes for the good. Amen. And, and, and some of you, it seems like you've just been, it's just been so, so difficult. Well, you know what? We can just get over into faith. Praise God. I, I'm not saying that you hadn't been looking to God and all that. But I'm just saying, let's get, let's get in line with this scripture here. And you know, God, he, he, can, he can do some things. I've seen him do some really interesting, wonderful things. Praise God. But we're going to believe God. We're going to believe we receive. And then, guess what? Wouldn't it be nice if we could just believe God, receive it, and just sit there? Now, I realize as it pertains to health and healing, you know, you know, as far as 
You know, you can't really go out and look for health and healing like you'd go out and look for a job. Yet, I do believe we should pursue good hospitals, doctors, and medicines. But you know you ought to have more faith in God than in the hospital. Is that right? But having said that, look at as it pertains to a job. Look at James 2.17. Look at this. Look at this very quickly. So also faith. This is in the Amplified Bible. James 2.17. So also faith if it does not have what? Works. Deeds and actions of obedience to back it up. By itself it is what? Destitute of power and operative and dead. It's kind of like people that pray for the right of political officials to get in. And they pray, 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 but then they don't ever go vote. How many of you know if you pray for polit- political things and you don't go vote your prayers, you'd have been better off not even to pray. You understand that? You've got to put action to it. Say action. action. Now, also too, go real quick, and this is the last scripture, and then we're going we're gonna to do this exercise, and it's going to work because it's a Bible. Hebrews 6.12. Hebrews 6.12. See, maybe you've been out looking for a job and and you haven't prayed and believed God. How many of you know you don't just go out looking for a job without praying and believing God first? But you don't go out... But but Look, you don't go out and look for a job unless you pray and believe God first. But you don't just pray and believe God and then you just sit there. Did you get what I just said? See, some people go out looking for a job and they wonder why they can't find it. They They hadn't believed God. Yet you get other people believe God, yet they don't go out looking for a job. You see, neither one of them's right. What do we do? We believe God for a job, then we go out and find it. Amen? Amen. Now, from the time we believe we receive till the time that that physical manifestation of that thing we're believing for comes to pass, look at Hebrews 6.12, that you do not become sluggish. This is the New King James. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through what? Who through what? Faith and what? patience inherit the promises see you have faith you believe you receive but then and then you go out looking but then what else do you need you need to have what you need to have patience what is patience it's the ability to wait with a good attitude now patience is not the ability to wait it's the ability to wait with a good attitude i've seen people in the line at six flags they were standing in line waiting to get on the ride, but they's crabbing and complaining. Now, are they patient? No. Well, they're waiting, yeah, but they're not waiting with a what? With a good attitude. And doesn't the Bible say through faith and patience or the ability to wait with a good attitude, we will what? Inherit the promises. All right, stand with me if you would. Praise God. Stand with me if you would. And just take the hand of the person there next to you or somewhere around you there. Now maybe, now, now, now maybe it has to do with a job. Maybe you're looking for a job. You don't have one. You're looking for one. Maybe you're looking for a better job. Maybe you're looking for a different job. Yeah, but the economy, well, yeah, you, yeah I understand that. But you know what? God's bigger than that, isn't he? How many of you know he's bigger than that? He's bigger than that. So maybe it's a job. Maybe it's not a job. Maybe it's an area of healing. You need healing in your body. I could stand here for hours and give you one healing scripture after another to show you it's the will of God for you to be well. Maybe it's, maybe it's in the area of healing. I don't know. But, uh, but, but, but here's what we're going to do. I want you to just take a moment and settle it in your heart what it is you're believing God for. What is it that you're believing God for? Maybe you're believing God for a job. 
Maybe you're believing God for a, a, a different job. Maybe you're believing God for a better job, you, you know. Maybe, maybe you're believing God for the, the finances to come in to, to meet the, the budget this month. You know, may, maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe it's in the area of you need healing in your body. You need to believe God for healing, you know. Maybe that's what it is. It may be different with everybody. I do know this, though. Now, now listen carefully. If you're in the will of God, you're going to be believing God for something. Maybe it's not a job. Maybe it's not healing. Maybe it's to go to the next level. But we all ought to be believing God for something. Can you say amen? So, so just take a moment there and, and settle it in your heart what it is you're believing God for. Maybe you're believing Him to show you direction. Maybe you're believing Him to show you direction. Be sure before you make any moves you've heard, you've heard from God. Maybe, you may, maybe you're believing Him for direction. Maybe you're believing him. Remember, Abraham had to go to the right mountain. Maybe you're believing God to show you the right mountain, so to speak. You know, I don't know what it is, but let's let's put this scripture into practice. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Let's be sure that whatever you're believing God for is in line with the Word of God. And now, let me lead you in, in this prayer. Say, dear Heavenly Father... I come before you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I ask you in that precious name. Right now. To provide for me. Now you just say to him whatever it is that you're believing him for. Just, just say to him. what. Now say this. That, that you provide this thing for me. Now, I believe right now that I receive it. I receive it now. I have it now in Jesus' name. And I know, according to your word, it will come into manifestation. And I'll put action to my faith. And I'll move on what I'm believing you for. And I believe it's done. In Jesus' name. Now raise your hands and thank Him for it. Praise God. Thank Him. Thank Him for it. A lot of people want to thank Him for it after they've received the manifestation. No, let me teach you a secret. Praise Him and thank Him for it ahead of time. Praise Him and thank Him for it ahead of time. Oh yeah, that'll, that'll, that really that pleases God. Oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that the job is there. I thank you, oh, God, that the healing is there. I thank you that whatever it is the people have believed you for in line with your word, that it's there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, before you leave, be sure to...